0: My country was once admired on the world stage for the very things we ourselves now largely reject. We've fallen victim to anti-intellectualism. A lifetime ago, someone said that when fascism comes to America, it would be wrapped in a flag and carrying a cross. That day has come. Nationalism comes from the same source as other ethnocentric prejudice like racism. We question science, ridicule experts, make fun of genius, and show a complete disdain for tolerance and multiculturalism as if any of that was bad. We're incurious, and we overtly express hatred of political correctness. We're even opposed to progress, so it's no wonder we're not making any. The religious right is responsible for a lot of that, and creationism is a tool they use to spread their infection. As fortune would have it, when the Texas State Board of Education became world famous for politicizing classrooms, revising and censoring science, sex ed, and social studies, deliberately misleading other people's kids, I found myself in the geographically and intellectually best place to voice my objections and get involved, which I felt compelled to do. How do I reach people? One of my best friends from high school is now an ordained Southern Baptist minister and the principal of a young earth fundamentalist Christian school teaching that the Bible is the only source of truth in our world. He recommended that I read Evolution of a Creationist by Dr. Job Martin, someone touted as a creation scientist. Turns out this scientist has a degree in dentistry. His book revealed that he had no idea what evolution even is. I wrote a 19,000-word rebuttal to the second chapter of his book proving that he got literally every sentence in the chapter wrong. Seriously, every single sentence. The problem is, no one would ever read such a lengthy, detailed newsgroup post, not even the friend for whom I wrote it. He said that I should have written a book instead, so I guess he can take partial credit for this one. I tried educating educators, but that didn't work. I needed to teach people directly. I realized that in order to understand evolution by conventional means, one typically should have been raised in an environment where critical thinking, curiosity, literacy, and scientific methodology are supported and endorsed early in one's life. In addition, one must have an in-depth and very specific education in order to understand the extent of bizarre criticisms against science levied by the laity. Such an education requires a significant commitment of time, effort, and money, but faith-based psychobabble is shared for free everywhere by people who don't know what they're talking about and don't care to. You don't have to understand it either as long as you profess your belief. The only way I can see to counter that was to make a presentation suitable for those with minimal education and a short attention span. In my years on Usenet, I noticed that the same few creationist arguments are constantly repeated, and that these are the basis for all of the erroneous arguments of evangelical pseudoscientists. I tried posting brief explanations of this list of errors on Christian discussion forums, but I found that the moderators kept deleting them. So I made a series of videos addressing each of these foundational falsehoods of creationism. At that time, YouTube imposed a maximum limit of 11 minutes on the length of any user-uploaded video, so I had to pack a lot of information into my videos, flashing text, illustrations, and animations in strobe effect as I narrated at a quick pace. No one understood everything that was being presented, but I got the point across. That series was very popular. It changed my life, and I have hundreds of emails in my inbox from others who say that it changed their lives too.